0: Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. Help. <laughs> I'm Lena Morgan. This is a song versus song bonus episode. Every year, for some reason, misplaced nostalgia is my best uh, theory. Um, we watch the MTV Video Music Awards and report on them to you. And uh, we need to start seriously talking about not doing this anymore. <laughs> my God.
1: Yeah, I don't, I feel like we say it every year. I also can't tell whether or not this one was actually, because, you know, there's always a, a length of time, approximately a year between each recording. So, like, how how bad this actually is compared to other years. It feels worse.
0: Did it yeah, feel I don't, worse to you? It did. It really did. But, like, I, f- I mean, last year was, like, the weird Johnny Depp one. Oh, yeah, that was, that was very strange. I had
1: completely forgotten about the Johnny Depp thing. Johnny Depp was a Moon Man, and by that yeah, I mean they cast his
0: face on the on the the, the windshield. That's yeah, he was a, haunt, but he wasn't actually there. He was a haunting specter over the award show. But that was something that happened. This one, uh, well, you know, you can't say nothing happened on this one because boy, a lot of things happened. A lot of things that I would say went over the time. I would say that. By a good hour, so it
1: was supposed to end. It, it started at eight o'clock, supposed to end at eleven fifteen, and it ran almost to midnight instead. Which I understand award shows can do that, but in the past, I've always found that the MTV VMAs are pretty like to the beat. You know what I mean? Right. If they say they're going to end at a certain time, they've really they've scripted it out now. That is the first conversation I think we can have that is actually interesting. You brought up that this was the first time we were – because we've watched um, versions where like, oh, it was a pandemic year. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that we've watched a VMAs during a strike year. Now, I don't know all the details. I couldn't find them. But I can tell you that there were articles in the lead up to this Questioning whether or not this award ceremony was going to take place, because there was supposed to be the other MTV, uh, like the Video Music Awards, or that the like the uh, the, the, uh, the movie movie awards, and TV awards, yeah, which they did not do; those did that, not happen. Was it uh, completely
0: canceled, or I, I,
1: I believe it just didn't happen. Um, there was a lot of question about, what, and there are other things that that also did not happen, other award shows, but the VMAs happened, which raises
0: a question. What happened? What what, well, what happened here? I don't know. Like I, it's, it seems like maybe it ran long because they overstuffed the awards show because they didn't have time to do any writing or they couldn't get any writing done because it didn't it certainly didn't seem like they wrote anything. But they did, and here's how I know. You see, Todd, you asked me
1: before we started why I bothered watching the pre-show. Mm-hmm. The reason I watched it. I now know, is because uh, there was a point in the pre-show where uh, Saweetie flubbed a line. And by flubbed, I mean she didn't realize it was her turn to speak and then she started Hmm. reading off of a prompter. So something got written. The question is, by who? Or, if you want to be weird about it, what? So so, so first of all, uh, we're going to leave the option open that perhaps... There was um, a waiver. That can happen. I don't think it's what happened, but it's possible that maybe they got some kind of a waiver which allowed for writers to come in and do this. You would think that if that was what had occurred, that they would have mentioned this on social media so that people weren't asking. Now, granted, I didn't see a lot of people ask about the SAG and WGA strike, but – it certainly is in the news all the time, and it's currently in the news because uh, Drew Barrymore brought her show back, and that has really blown up in her
0: face as of this yeah. recording. Yeah, can I can I ask what, what what is the deal with that? Because I remember during the last strike, you know, Jon Stewart and Conan and all of them were still having shows. Why why is Drew Barrymore getting so much shit for this one?
1: Well, keep in mind that uh, this strike is a little bit different. And all strikes are different, right? The mm-hmm. I think that there were sort of dispensations, and and in fact, you know, I'd, I'd watched a um, a TMZ interview with boy, this is going far afield, but if you're interested in strike stuff, there's a a, a comedian and writer named Josh Gondelman who's been handling a lot of the New York area um, speeches and stuff. He's sort of been the rep for the uh, the WGA end of the strike. And uh, he pointed out that even then it was a little bit funky that people were doing it because there technically was still writing happening. So technically it was not okay. But I think the difference this time is simply that there's more at stake. Things have gotten a lot worse. And it's not just the WGA strike. There's also the SAG strike. There's also – I mean as pertains to – MTV itself, did you know that ridiculousness is is looking like they might unionize and then immediately strike? (laughs) The one thing MTV has anymore? They air 100 hours of it a week. Uh, They had ridiculousness. The people behind it had released a statement basically talking about how much time it is that that show takes up on the MTV docket versus how much they make as compared with other writers who do the kind of work that they do. And let's just say that they are not compensated. Well, And by that, I mean they're compensated significantly worse than the people who already are not compensated well. So all of that is to say that the Drew Barrymore thing is because I think the stakes are bigger and there are more active strikes going on. There are more there's looking like there's going to be more strikes on the horizon. There's a possibility that um, a lot of reality television is going to come together for a strike. This is look. This has nothing to do with the MTV VMAs for the most part. Um, it,
0: it might explain why the VMAs are were the way they were this year, but also, the, the, I don't know, like like back when the, the VMAs were big, like in the '90s. What did it have that it doesn't have now? Because they, like they were all like sorts of big fucking names, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, uh, you know, Taylor was there, Olivia Rodrigo was there, Nikki was there, Doja was there. These are, you know, uh, Peso Pluma, who is like the ho- new hotness. Like these are decently, you know, people you would expect to get at, a, at, a, at an MTV of EMAs if they were still big. So what is it missing? I
1: suppose you could argue that it, it could be structure. That's a That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they've certainly in the past had sort of not super well hosted things. This is not the first time that Nikki has been host. I believe she hosted last year, in fact hmm. It did it did feel like last year they had more of a structure to it, certainly in the past. What I remember of the VMAs and the um, the movie awards was that there was there was scripted content. Right. People would come out and do bits and stuff.
0: Yeah. The lack of um lack of skits does feel like a big thing, because like back when MTV was a, a brand that mattered, they were fun. And this yeah. was just no fun. Yeah, like you would expect there to be actors and stuff. Like,
1: I guess Jared Leto was there to to uh, promote. Well, he was his there band. as a
0: capacity, as a rock star.
1: Right. There's a limitation to And also to Jared what Leto is not do. fun, but... Well, he's never fun. It's never going to be Morbin time, Todd. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, look, the show was bad. This is the whole... The only reason why I bring up the WGA and the SAG stuff is because... It does make me think that's part of why it was worse. And there were moments where the way the stuff was written, it started to seem like maybe they had used like a chat GPT in order to script some of this stuff because you'd watch like Mary J. Bly if I can introduce Puff Daddy and it come out all wrong, weird. And I don't think of her as having a hard time speaking in public she
0: was she was definitely struggling with that prompter
1: and i i can't prove it i don't know anything but i'll tell you there it did on a couple of occasions make me think i wonder if they used ai to write some of this stuff because it just seemed ever so slightly off and it made the whole thing drag regardless i mean that's an interesting question and i wonder if it's a thing that we'll hear more about I don't know why I wondered that. No one's gonna care. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're the only two people who watch this. That's not true, and you know that's not true. I we know. We're in a chat true. with people talking about it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that. Was like one of the first things I feel as though we were sort of kind of talking about a little bit about the show was where does this land? How is the SAG and WGA strikes impacting this show? And really, the short answer is
0: uh, it's just longer less well-structured, and worse. How did it end up so long? That's my question. Like, it's, a, it's past midnight. Like, we recorded this right away, and it's past midnight on your end. I, I'm very lucky that I'm on the West Coast right now. Yes. It just seems like everyone's asleep at the Switch. Like, no one cares, and they just, like, everyone who wanted to be on it could be on it. I don't know. Like, for the first hour, I, I was kind of rolling with it. Or at least I was trying to. Well, sure. I mean, like Little Wayne opened up the show. Okay. I see that. That kind of like hit weird for me because like Little Wayne is you know one of the greats, but like I, I don't know if anyone's like really popping off for that particular single. No. Like last year, last year it started with Jack Harlow doing First Class with Fergie, and you know I'm not even I don't even like that song, and I don't think. Uh, but like Jack Harlow was of the moment. In a way that Lil Wayne is not, I wouldn't have picked him as an opener.
1: Yes, I can get that. I think it's also interesting that um, when Nikki was supposed to come out, it took her an extra second because she lost a shoe, <laughs> and that really just felt emblematic of the whole night. You know, it's like it's like it's like the tire got like a hole in it, right? Like the tire ran over a nail. It was just constantly losing air.
0: You know, and it was it's not like fun, anarchic, like the Golden Globes or like the VMAs of old. It was just like out of obligation, which we I mean, we see we say that every year. It, we say out of obligation the same way we cover it out of obligation.
1: Yeah, oh boy, maybe <laughs> this is the last one. And also, I don't, you know, I don't want to skip over it because it was Lil Wayne, which you can say um maybe not the most of the moment, but. It was him, and then immediately after that, like, they had two performances at the beginning. So it was him, and then Olivia Rodrigo came out and did Vampire
0: and get him back. Right. Like, if you're gonna, like, kick, start off with a bang, it, it, it seems more obvious to me that you'd let Olivia start. But it just Shh. didn't seem like they had anywhere else to put Little Wayne. So it was like, I guess yeah. you're starting, Little Wayne. I guess you're the opener.
1: I guess so. Yeah, it would have made a lot more sense for her to start, especially considering the fact that, um, as of this recording... Guts is a new record, and people seem to be generally pretty pleased with it. Yeah, yeah, pe- it, it, it's gotten a very favorable response from critics from what I've seen. Um, did you want to take this moment to to weigh in on the album? Have you listened to it much?
0: Uh, that, yeah, the album's, the album's good, I liked it a lot. I have, I've only listened to it once. Matter of fact, a lot of uh, songs I, I've been meaning to get to, I heard them tonight. On, on the on the on the broadcast, we're talking about. So I, I've been busy with other things, including you know my actual work. <sighs> but I, I do like guts quite a lot, which is saying something because I, I still have not warmed to Vampire at all. But I, I like the rest of the album uh, quite a bit. So I have listened to it a few
1: times, and I'm still formulating my thoughts. Anyway, the reason that I bring that up really is because you would think. Olivia Rodrigo, new record. She showed up to the show. She's Mm -hmm. here at the VMAs. Surely she'll get at least one award. It seemed, did she even stay? I didn't see her a single time. Uh, I'll tell you, this is the big, it feels, conversation of the night is, it's Taylor Swift's world. We're just living in it. It It wasn't the VMAs. It was the TMAs <laughs>
0: <laughs> Taylor music awards. You know, it is, I am honestly impressed that they managed to keep Taylor coming back to the scene of the crime, but you like, say, she, you say that, but
1: I, it occurred to me partway through that Taylor Swift loves the VMAs.
0: She really does. She's like, she, she was there the entire night, the right in the front row, cameras in her face the entire time and she just seemed to be having a blast every single act every single person she should love it they, they keep giving her all the awards
1: it has occurred to me that not only does she have a tendency to do very well with the vmas <laughs> but also when else does she get to go and see a bunch of live performances <laughs> that's true i don't because she's working all the time and she's so famous i don't i truly don't know what kind of a private life she has um like i don't even i'm not even thinking about like romance stuff because i don't care but like how often does she get to go and see artists she likes perform i don't know i think there's a possibility it's not terribly often so here she is and i think the reason she likes the vmas is because she does actually get to do that she gets to go and watch all these people who she likes she gets to accept an award from nsync (laughs) You know, she gets to dance to Shakira. She gets to dance to whoever, you know. She gets to uh, walk over to Nicki Minaj and refer to her as her favorite Sagittarius. Yeah, Everybody loves Taylor at the VMAs, and Taylor loves everybody else. It's a love fest for her.
0: She's keeping that award show alive just through sheer force, it seems like. And, like, she just – I don't know, like – they keep giving her awards, and she just seems to love it. Like, the VMA has to be, like, an extremely devalued award at this point. It means nothing. But to her, it seems to mean just as much as a Grammy or anything else. I don't know. She just loves awards. And they, I mean, they gave her, what, like, three, four tonight? I, well, for she, was up, she was
1: up for 11, and the thing is that I'm not sure if everything she was up for they even announced – the winner for so i think that everything
0: that they announced that she was up for i believe she won that's a uh, i mean it's a it's justifiable she is like the biggest she's ever been and she's been pretty goddamn big in her life
1: yeah it's wild but- i don't it wasn't until recently when uh my my little music club that i that i'm part of selected midnights as an album to talk about and they don't really do it they don't do a lot of pop records unless I bring them. and I did not bring Midnights. And they were all so effusive. All these big nerds who refused to listen to pop music loved this record. That's so funny it's kind of it's like, kind of interesting to see that because you wouldn't expect it. but I, I don't know, man. I think that this album is maybe gonna go down in history as like kind of being
0: in the top three biggest hits she's ever had. That's amazing because, like, the, the um, response I saw from, like, the, the Swifties was, uh, you know, pretty mixed. I mean, they love everything she does, but it's going to go in the middle of the pack for them.
1: I don't know. I think – weirdly, I feel like the script has gotten flipped from from that starting point because people – I don't know why.
0: People seem to love it. I mean, the, the big narrative going into this that people were, like, curious about is, like, is Taylor Swift uh, feuding with her little uh, mini-me, Olivia –
1: yeah, because people think that Vampire is about Taylor.
0: No, there's a there's a different song on the new album that has a much better case for being about Taylor than Vampire. Uh, the Grudge. Mm. And uh, it might be. But like Taylor, like if, the, if anything happened that night, we didn't see it. Taylor was like applauding as hard for Olivia as anyone else on that stage. And then Olivia disappeared. So who knows?
1: Yeah, I wondered if, uh, if when Taylor was up on the stage the first time for the first one, I was like, will they cut to Olivia? And when Olivia was performing Vampire, I was like, will they cut to Taylor? They didn't. I can tell you that uh, Taylor Swift wore a Versace dress, and it was very nice. It was a good
0: dress. I don't know. The, the song that people think might be about Taylor goes, you have everything, and you still want more. And uh, they gave her more. At this show, she has so much and they gave her more and more and more tonight. It's it's a it's a very weird relationship Taylor has with the VMAs. I expected her to announce a new album again, just well, like she also, did last year.
1: There was a, a moment in the show where Nikki said she was going to announce something at the end of the show and it didn't happen. Did she? Yeah, I think it's the second time she's done this.
0: Uh, Lord knows what Nikki's doing ever. She does what uh, she does, what she does.
1: That, I mean, she swore that she was, uh, she was going to be good, but then she occasionally would call to the audience and ask, should she be good
0: or should she be bad? <laughs> she did drop a couple F-bombs that they had to bleep. That's not bad. That's not bad. I know. She was on form tonight. All right. In the past, we have like tried to recap everyone who, uh, who performed. I don't think we'll be doing that tonight.
1: No way. Cause most of it just, I didn't remember. Um, yeah so why don't
0: yeah there was there was too many crammed together there was no structure to the show so what was the highlights for you
1: oh gosh um like do you have any yeah um i definitely remember being deeply shocked at how much i liked that medley of songs from Demi lovato
0: oh yeah she was pretty good she uh did her uh not her new stuff, her uh, her old hits, but in the the, the new right. Rock she's way, doing she's know, doing it. Yeah, she's albums. doing this yeah. new
1: version of old songs that she'd announced. Um, I I don't I'm not really paying a ton of attention to Demi Demi Lovato, to be honest. But she announced it on the on the pre carpet, and then she went out and played a couple of songs, and she ended with "Cool for the Summer," and uh, it melted
0: my face off. It was very good. Yeah, she uh she's always been a rock star at heart. I feel like. She, uh, if in a different world, she's like fronting the pretty reckless or something like that.
1: I thought Cardi uh, and Meg doing bongos was pretty good.
0: Yeah. That was a song I've been trying to get, get around to listening to all week, but I was, got sidetracked by work. So that was my first exposure to it. I, it's, I, uh, it's it's, no WAP, but it's pretty good. what did you think of Doja? Doja, I would say was one of the, the performances I picked as a highlight. I agree. Like so at, at the very least in the top five. Uh, probably top three. I I liked her a lot. I thought she really did well. I liked the business suit that she came out with. I thought that was a good look. And uh, I'm glad she is like still uh, not giving up on attention, which uh, is it didn't really do well on the charts, but I, I liked it a lot. And uh, I thought it deserved better. It was up for so many awards tonight. I don't know. They, it was just because they had to put Doja for something, I guess, to get her to perform. But, I don't know it doesn't seem like anyone really took to attention but uh the other single is the one that's taking off paint the town red it uh it hit number 1 today
1: what how, how are you feeling because Doja you sort of famously have never really been able to to get grab into. onto you just have never really liked her stuff uh I know I, that, I, I know the get... Doctor Luke stuff is 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 a big aspect for you uh but she's really had a uh, the the sound she's done recently is a little different and I'm wondering if your feelings
0: about her current output is perhaps stronger. Yes. Yeah. And I, I never disliked anything Doja did, but like, it all kind of seemed to hover in like a five to six range. Uh, these, uh, the, um, the new songs are, are, are hitting a little better for me. I, I do like paint the town, Red. I don't think it's an amazing single, but I think it's a good single attention. I liked more demons. I'll have to listen to a couple more times, but, uh, I like the general trend she's heading in. She seems to enjoy it more also. So that's a, that's a factor for me. I have another question
1: for you. I actually have a question about two other artists. You had told me, I think it was you, that uh, Sabrina Carpenter had kind of started to rise a little bit. In my bit.
0: estimation, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, certainly um, compared from the very first time I'd heard of her from you, which was in the the video for Driver's License.
0: yeah her little response record that sucked but she
1: uh yeah but she had uh she was one of the performers for the pre-show and i am wondering how you feel about her and how is she doing right now because i know she was she was opening for taylor which sort of adds a little bit potentially to the olivia beef
0: right that may or may not exist i i missed the pre-show i don't uh i didn't need to watch that but I did see her live this year. Well, you saw Taylor. Well, yes, I saw Taylor, but I didn't see Sabrina open for her. I saw her on her actual headlining tour. Oh. Out of curiosity, because I'd only heard one song from her, but I liked it all. I was like, I'm not doing anything this weekend. And uh, I think she's got it. I think I think uh, she's ready to take a leap. She was very good that night, hmm. and I think she might be able to build on that. She might be able to jump a couple tiers in the pop star uh, rankings. So I would, I would look out for her. I'm uh, curious what she does next.
1: Potentially by contrast, there is an artist that I, f- I feel like for the last couple years um, MTV has been trying to push. And this year they had her come out to um, deliver who won the Best New Artist. She also won the Video for Good during the pre-show, has an album coming out, I believe, by the end of the year. And that is an artist I know that in the past you have not liked. Uh, her name is Dove Cameron, I mean, I've only heard the one song from her. Did I say anything about that? I just remember you, I mean, I don't think we said it on, on any podcasts. I, I think you said to me privately that you did not particularly like that song. Or Dove Cameron
0: and Sabrina Carpenter are on the same show? I don't know, they're both Disney girls, right?
1: I don't, I I believe that Dove is. I mean, yeah, I guess they all are. Olivia is too. It's, it's a weird thing that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know, I just... I, it's one of those things where you you are far more plugged into the more mainstream I, I, side I, of things. I've
0: only heard one song from Dove Cameron. i not super. It didn't super interest me.
1: Great, we can move on. Right. Uh, what did you think were the best performances?
0: Doja was the one that I remember. The other one I really went out for was Shakira. I thought, I mean, Shakira was this year's Video Vanguard Award. And uh, that sometimes you can tell there's they're struggling a little to figure out who can get an award for, like, the the legacy award. Shakira is having a real big year, uh, which is good because she might uh, end it in prison. But did you not know about this? No. Oh, uh, uh, the, the Spanish authorities, the Spanish government uh, want to uh, say she's been evading her taxes and she is fighting it as hard as she can. But like. She could go away. She could like literally get a prison sentence out of this. She's going to get sniped. (laughs) Yeah, she might get sniped. Um, I suspect that is the fault of her ex-husband, Gerard Piquet, who uh, was a a soccer player for FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona was like doing all sorts of weird shady shit to help their uh, players dodge their taxes. But yeah, she came out this year with a really good diss track to her ex-husband. And that's uh, been basically the the catalyst for the big Shakira comeback of 2023. And uh, she killed it that night, tonight. Uh, you said she was syncing. <laughs> well, at first, that's what I thought.
1: And then the more I watched, it, I was like, oh, wait, no, she actually just sings very well. Yeah. I mean, I think that I there mean, was it, probably it, a track
0: that she was singing over, but. I don't know. Uh, she started off with uh, doing things that only Shakira can do, let's say. In the I don't know how she even hits those positions. it's people can't shouldn't be able to do the do those bends. Uh, I liked her a lot and uh, considering not only how big she's doing right now, but also how big all of Latin pop is doing right now, and she was like the the one that's been doing it the longest, the one who cross over first of like the the generation that's having hits right now, uh that that feels right that uh, Shakira deserves flowers right now.
1: Do you want to talk about some of the other um, Latin Latin stuff? Uh, this is again I don't know. I always mean, feel I, like I'm a little, little out of my wheelhouse on on some of the stuff that's coming yeah. out now. I remember
0: hearing Anita last year. Man, like they keep trying to break Anita in America and you know, I only look at the Hot 100, but it doesn't seem like she's doing really anything right now compared to like all the uh, all the other people that got nominated, Peso Pluma, Carol G, Uh, Bad Bunny, Grupo Fronter.
1: What do you think about Peso Pluma? What do you think about the performance
0: uh, tonight? I mean, Peso Pluma is like one of the the oddest stories of the year. Like this kid was absolutely nothing when the year started. He's like 18. And like the regional Mexican is not something I'm like super interested or know a whole lot about. I am because, you know, he's been around so much this year. I'm starting to get a taste for it. And I think he did a really good performance today. I, you know, like I said, I'm not like super into this kind of music, but uh, I, I understood why he was famous watching that versus Anita, which I mean, I'm sorry, I get Rita Ora vibes off of her. Like it, it feels really forced to me and I don't get it. I know like she's much bigger than Rita Ora is in her home country. She, you know, but like I just get BB Rex vibes or like Chloe or like a bunch of other failed pop stars that just never they push so hard and they never get traction here. Uh, I don't know if like Anita's stands are going to come at me for that, but I just have never felt her. Ugh. I thought Nikki did okay. I like when Nikki sings. I do too. That was the other one that I had been meaning to get around to that I hadn't yet. And yeah, that's a good song. I, when she came out to do her song, I thought it it was going to be a rap song. You thought it was going to be she was a
1: freaky girl, which is
0: definitely I thought it was not gonna, one of my favorites. I thought it was going to be something in that vein, maybe something I would never heard of before. I wasn't expecting her to sing, and it turns out I like that song a lot. Uh, I need to listen to it a second time, but uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, if we want to switch to low lights, you want you want to know it wasn't good. There's a lot. There's a lot not good. <laughs> Well, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? What sucked tonight? <sighs> besides the general length and the general lack of structure? Well, Todd, we didn't start the fire. Uh, I
1: Maybe we I, should have. I know. Well, all right, so I don't actually <laughs> think that's that. That's not actually a low light. I mean, I hate that so much, but I, I don't think it was badly performed so much as Fallout Boy doing a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire is a sign that I am in hell. And it's not just because there was literal fire behind them. Uh, you know, like
0: the crowd seemed to like it. And I'll, I'll say this for everything that is terrible about that version of that song. I, I, it doesn't sound bad. Like no. with, they, they rock it pretty hard. And like, I generally do not like fallout boys covers. I think they generally get them wrong musically. That's fine. Conceptually. It is terrible. Like and I may not get a chance to talk about this in like a regular episode because it wasn't a hit. But good god, what a piece of shit! Good it sucks. fucking god. Like no. I, you know, like this is not like a hot take. No one likes that uh, song. Well, apparently. apparently that's not true. Uh, I mean, like it's it's an easy dunk, but like the fact that it's not in chronological order, it's a giant mess. Uh, you know, it's. It seems like everything is just entirely random, randomly picked with no thought to it. Also, just the fact that it is a new version of We Didn't Start the Fire, like your history teacher makes you write in 12th grade. Like, I've got an idea. Why don't we do a modern update of We Didn't Start the Fire? There are hundreds of those already. I can think of 10 off the top of my head I like better than this uh, version of it. God, I I just don't remember Fallout Boy being this fucking embarrassing. Also, I don't get what the Patrick Stump was wearing tonight. He looked I thought it was James Corden, I really did. He had a Pharrell
1: hat and he had a the Kanye squared thing going on. I don't know. I maybe he was trying to capture like really important cultural moments in a in a in a music video kind of a way or a music type of way generally. Anyway, uh, it's not actually a low light. There are two musical low lights and one low light that will get me in trouble if I talk about it and I'm gonna talk about it. All right, the musical low lights, boy for a, a 50 years of hip hop celebration. woof it was it was that was the absolute worst. Um, I actually don't know that I have seen I, I, I've seen Barry better karaoke was the thing that I said to you, especially the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five segment was so embarrassing. They were just all over the place. Um, when DMZ came out and was doing stuff with um, with LL Cool J, LL kept being off the beat. It just, it was a really, really sour performance. And and last year, I feel like the highlight was, was that last year? When we were watching and it was like, they, they did another like 50 years of hip hop. That was the Grammys this year.
0: Oh, okay. So the Grammy one was great. It was. It was amazing. And that certainly put a shadow over this one. But like, for one thing, this is the second thing of the night that bothered me that it wasn't in chronological order. <laughs> cause that, cause they were all over the place. Like, you know, like the, the, the Grammys one started with the eighties, moved to the nineties and the and the 2010s and the 2020s. This one, they, they got like six people and they performed out of order. It was a giant mess. They started off with the uh, grandmaster flash They moved to Slick Rick and then Nikki came out doing some of her uh, mix from her original mixtape that got her famous. Then little Wayne came out to do a Millie and then little LL Cool J came out to do some of his hits. And then the saddest moment of all good God, they brought out half of run DMC. They couldn't even get the the full set to do walk this way for the 95th time. I don't know how, like, does, do, do Run DMC just live at awards shows now to do it was, This Way? It was agonizing. Um, And I mean, the whole, I mean, like,
1: except, for like, the Lil Wayne and the Nikki stuff was, was, was fine, fine. Because, because they have the juice, right? They still have it.
0: Yeah, um, and they were, they were, I, I heard Lil Wayne was supposed to be at the, the Grammys one. He had to drop out at the last second. Uh, Lil Wayne and Future were supposed to do something and they had to drop out. Yeah, well, uh, Future, so, wait, wasn't Future supposed to be at this too? Was he? I
1: don't know. He wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he was listed on the website. I, I, I Did I did I go to the bathroom and miss future? <laughs> did I miss the future? <laughs> <laughs> we have to go back to uh, get future. Uh. so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, it was that moment where you're like, oh, boy, that was bad and uh, not quite as bad, but still not good, was um, they decided to sort of do a not Video Vanguard, or oh, was it the Global Icon Award? right for
0: for Puff Daddy, and that also was pretty weak he, he had his uh son come out to do mace's part on mo money mo problems and it, it, well like, what, what, is mace busy i don't know i i, I didn't I think, think that was yeah, the, was the that. general lack of the
1: of the family that you associate right yeah the bad with boy the, with the bad boy family like they just weren't there
0: i I did like uh that they he brought out Keisha Cole to do last night i I like that song. Yeah, uh, but he did not. Can you imagine? He did not bring out Jimmy Page to. Uh, <laughs> that was my joke, you bastard!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: oh the ultimate uh, Puff Daddy low light. I mean, like, is Puff like Puff Daddy has so many hits and he's been around forever? He's had a, certainly a long career, but has he had like a career you'd want to honor? Is the question? Uh, I am not going to answer that question. I'm not taking yeah.
1: that bait. Uh, All right. right. I mean, I think the answer is probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, uh, yeah,
0: yes. I mean, he's um, he's had too many hits to, uh, you know, he's had enough hits to overshadow the misses. I guess. Like, I still light up for Bad Boy for Life.
1: Yeah, but. I just for for me that that overall performance because of the lack of who you'd expect to be there, it made the whole experience feel really hollow. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'd call that
0: a low light. Did anything else even remo- remotely strike you as even memorable? um because there was a lot that happened there are lots of k-pop there was lots of reggaeton there was uh people i know i have heard of presumably at some point in the past i don't remember because 40 minutes in i gave up trying to take notes in sync reunited yeah i mean they didn't perform so yeah i was expecting them to perform i don't know they're they're building up to something what are they they building up to well, uh, they're going to build Taylor's, up the stadium. Saving- Taylor Swift said that. I don't know if there's any truth to it. I mean, they're the, the they have Justin Timberlake has his boy band themed trolls movie coming out. Yes, he does, and he needs a win pretty fucking badly. Uh, I think an In Sync reunion is his uh, break in case of emergency. Sure. So- yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, no, none of none of the other stuff. Um, I
1: guess. Like, they, they would do these weird things where I they would have artists come out and do, like, 30 seconds of, of a song and then come back and do another 30 seconds of a song and then come back and do 30 seconds of a third song. Yeah. And they, the, the, they do the, that to, like, three different artists.
0: Yeah, they have a, the, the second stage that they've been doing. The Grammys do that, too, where, like, if you're not good enough to play the VMAs, but someone is trying to promote you, you'll get, like, 30 seconds before the commercial to uh, make a case for yourself. Yes, yeah, so there there was
1: a there was a band called The Warning that did that. There was um, Renee Rene Rapp who did that and there was uh where is the is third? Who was it? Kali. Oh yeah, it was Kali. Um those were the those were the three. And yeah, no, I would there was say, a fourth. There was a fourth, Steven Sanchez. Oh, I didn't even clock that boy. That's embarrassing. I think he only got one song though. Kali pretty good? Mhm. Um I don't it was kinda of hard to, to speak to the other ones. I feel like Renee Rapp's got some juice at this point, right? I am aware that her, of her existence. It's it seems like people know who she is. Not me. I'm forty three. I don't know anything. Um but maybe I couldn't get any feeling off of the warning at all. Other than I guess did they, they did some stuff with Taylor?
0: They opened for somebody. I don't know. Could be Taylor. Everybody opens for Taylor. I'll tell you one thing that was, I thought was kind of curious was that they had a country singer there for like, I don't know oh, if they've yeah. ever had a, they've had a, I don't know if they've ever had a country singer at the VMAs and she came, she came in there to take it down a notch, which is, uh, like, you know, I'm not sure that that's the vibe you want. If you know, this is a very rare crossover opportunity for a country singer, especially her. Cause I, I don't know if she, how well she's doing in the country world right now. And she's, you know, she's cute cute enough to cross over to pop if she wanted to, maybe she did some stuff with Halsey. I remember a couple years ago.
1: Well, you, Uh, do you you want, do you want to say who you're talking about? Oh, her name's Kelsey Ballerini. Sorry. So, so Kelsey Ballerini, um, the thing that I really, so I thought the performance was good. Like Mm -hmm. you said, it's kind of, uh, it was a real mellow performance. The most exciting part of the performance was that, um, she, I don't know who did that quick change, but it was great. (laughs) Did you notice that? Because she was in a white dress, and then all of a sudden there was smoke, and the smoke was there for like a split second, and all of a sudden she was in this black mini. Very good quick change. Whoever was the costume person who came out and did that, whoever was her dresser, uh, deserves a lot of flowers. That's a weird thing to say, but um, it was a
0: great quick change.
1: That's what I remember about it.
0: The the Stray Kids, I didn't feel at all. I liked I liked uh, TXT when they came out. I thought, and they they did a song with Anita. I did. They did. I like that one better than the one she did solo.
1: Yeah, that. Well, that song had a structure to it. Do um, <laughs> you know that thing that the VMAs didn't have?
0: Yeah, the Stray Kids one. It just, I don't know. A lot of K-pop just makes me feel like I'm getting punched in the face. Like, well, the thing about
1: the thing about them is, uh, see, so are you familiar with the television show American Dad? Yes, I'm. I I know it exists. Okay, so there's a. I bit. watched the first couple seasons. All right, so that show. Um, gets very weird the longer it goes. But they had an episode where uh, the son on that show, Steve Smith, is going to try and be in a record-breaking boy band. And the thing that makes it exceptional is that they have a ton of members in the band. (laughs) <laughs> and the name of the band is b12 you gotta get a shot of b12 because there's 12 members of the boy band and uh-huh. when i when i watched these guys
0: i was like is this b12 why are there so many members in this group i don't know they, there's like a k-pop group I, I i'm not into the k-pop world i was just reading about one that's like actually like four bands combined like they have like an umbrella group for like the group, and then they are split into four separate sub bands. I don't know like when I remember when I saw BTS, I thought that was too many members, and there's only like what seven of them. And I thought I was like God, how do any of them get paid? There's B-12, too many baby. B12 is coming <laughs> and uh how many stray kids are there? Eight of those that's too many. That's just too many. Maybe that's where they round up all the strays. They just get shoved into Stray Kids. That's so stupid. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, I thought it was bullshit that New Jeans wasn't nominated for K-pop. They're the the only K-pop band I'm really into. But they didn't get nominated for anything. And they had a huge year this year.
1: Well, maybe they said early on that they were not coming to the VMAs. And the VMAs, as you know, gives the award to the people who show up. (laughs) Yeah, are well, you here? Not- you
0: get the award. That's why Taylor does so well because she shows up every year. <laughs> yeah, like she's keep she's keeping this uh, thing alive just by being there. Like I want to be really
1: a- quick, clear. Every time Taylor Swift wins an award, that award is not for best song, best music video. She's getting perfect attendance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the award for best Taylor goes to. I don't know. In the group chat, uh, we were t- when they gave out best director. It's like. <laughs> Well, oh, they made
1: this award so that they could give it to Taylor.
0: <laughs> I like, I really thought Director X was gonna was gonna get it. No, they yeah. they gave it to the one director who's a, a famous pop star. Yes, Kelsey Priest. I
1: I said that um, you know this year they had the best K-pop, and I was like, next year it's just gonna be best
0: T-pop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a humongous, well liked hit. You can't say like they 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 were forcing it.
1: You know Taylor I Swift. like anti-hero. You know I yeah. like midnights. You know that generally speaking, despite what people think of me, I like Taylor Swift. But the VMAs are not about the best artist. That's not what that's about. It's did you show up? Did you do a thing? Do we like you? You. It's a popularity contest. That's it, through and through. And it and it has been for a very long time, so maybe it always has been.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, it doesn't strike me as like total bullshit like when the Grammys give – Yet another award to her, or John mm-hmm. Batiste, like uh, groups that only, th- like artists that only the Grammys like. Like, obviously, the VMAs are going to give awards to people who show up for the VMAs, but it it doesn't like stink. No, 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 antihero. No. I, like anti- anti-hero
1: again, I like antihero with
0: awards. I
1: like anti hero. I like Taylor Swift. I like Midnight's. I just I am aware of the fact that the reason that she won so many of those awards. Is not has nothing to do with the quality of the, the music. The quality's there. That's still not why she won. It's she won for perfect attendance.
0: Yeah, and uh, for all the people they managed to get there, it's still it still seemed like it's more defined by who doesn't show up than who does at this point. Uh, when they gave out best R and album, not a single person was there to accept the award. The weekend wasn't there. SZA wasn't there. Chris Brown wasn't there. Uh, I forget who else was nominated for something. I, I mean, Chloe was there; she was nominated, but like, there's, there's, you, there's no way you can justify giving Chloe uh, an award. Like, she flopped very hard this year, so uh, it went to uh, it went to SZA, which is the correct uh, recipient, and she wasn't there. No one was there. Yeah,
1: Selena Gomez won Best Afro Beats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't really, I mean, she's, she was a part of it, but
0: I mean. I mean, it went to the actual artist, Rema, but she got to give a little speech too. And, you know, she certainly helped boost that song. She's not a non-presence on that song. For
1: sure. And it was a great opportunity for her to go up on stage and not accidentally step in it
0: by promoting her television show. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which she which she
1: recently did.
0: Oh uh, man, I can't wait till this strike is over. I I, I hope you guys g- g- get everything uh, you guys deserve. It just sucks. It sucks for everybody that this has to happen.
1: It does have to happen. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. What are we? What are we missing? I mean, it was brutal. It was just so
0: long. I don't know. There was a a lot of uh, older artists from back when the VMAs mattered like uh giving out awards, Yclef was there and NSYNC was there. Uh Timbaland and Nelly Furtado were there. And uh, I I felt like that was uh, a little bit of pandering to I think people like us, people who only watch out of uh nostalgia for when MTV was good. Sure? Yes, I agree. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm oh, it's so a tired. It's, uh it's past your bedtime, isn't it? We can we can shut this down. <laughs>
1: Let's do it. I think we've. I think we've said everything. I mean, what are we going to do? Talk about Monoskin? That was
0: boring. Monis, I honestly kind of liked that, but like Monoskin exists to be the token rock act, and uh, they were good job. Monoskin. I think you just live at awards shows. Also, like Run DMC and Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Ashanti was there. Oh, that's right. What was she doing there? She's got nothing to do. She had nothing. Like at no, least she was a, jo- she,
1: I think she was up for something. I think that there was a song with her on it. I don't. Again, this is a real embarrassing. The worst part of watching this stuff is, you know, I, I listen to a lot of new music, <laughs> but it
0: makes me feel
1: like I don't listen to anything.
0: I mean, I listen to a lot of new music, too. And uh, these are not like the big hits. These are things they want to be big hits. Like Unholy wasn't up for a, a lot of awards and uh, neither Kim Petrus nor Sam Smith were there and they could because they don't have anything to promote right now. Mm. Like they, they've already released the album, both of them. They already flopped. So there's nothing f- for either of them to particularly do. Like I, th- I thought Unholy as a video could have won something. I think that's a very good video, better than the song, at least. And uh no. Nope. I mean, why? They're not there.
1: Yeah. We didn't see who won for Song of Summer, and I I really was curious because there's <laughs> There such was a, no song
0: Well, there wasn't no on MTV. You, no song MTV wants to acknowledge at least.
1: But here's what's funny about that. So I thought there was a there was a pretty uh, of the of the choices that were there, they had uh that Dance the Night the the Dua Lipa song from Barbie, and I was like, I could I could get behind that as a Song of the Summer. That's got like a bit of a a vibe, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I could get behind that. Here's the thing that I don't think makes any sense as a song of the summer. Luke Combs' cover of Fast Car. Did they nominate that? That was one of the potential songs of the summer. And you know what else was listed there? Why it was the one and only nomination this year for Billie Eilish... What was I made for? That sad ass I was like, what a sad girl summer. Was it this was it really that sad? And I just didn't I mean, like, I guess it was very hot and I was sad about how hot it was all summer. But man, what was I made for as the song of the summer? It's just the most brutal thing I can imagine. That's like fast so car doesn't even have a
0: video. There's no not even a no, video. No one has a video. There's car. a video. Oh, there is no, no video there is for a- Fast Car.
1: All right, I thought you were talking about what was I made for? I was like there's a, there's some music for that. Uh.
0: All right. No. All right. We're we're done. We're done. We're done. And we're the, really done. And uh, we'll talk about whether we ever want to do this ever again. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.